Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hey, folks. Welcome back to Talking Real Money. I'm Don. That's Tom. We're here to try and help you understand money and to deal with some of the issues that really do impact the way you save and enjoy a better future and invest for a better future. And our phone number right now, right now, just for now, is 206-644-6009. 206-644-6009. Although I am on hold currently with an AirPod in my other ear, with Grasshopper Tech Support, trying to figure out why our phone number is not forwarding as it's supposed to do. So uh, if he comes in my ear, I'm going to make Tom speak. Okay, I'll try and come can up you with something. It? Bad movies can, can you or fill TV the time? shows or something. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, but I'm in the meantime, we are really kind of excited about the possibility of the Department of Labor taking on Wall Street and the insurance industry again over the issue of qualified retirement plans at work. Qualified retirement plans, particularly 403B plans, but 401Ks too, 457s, are big, 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 big business for both Wall Street and the insurance industry. The insurance industry has a special chokehold on the 403B industry, and Consumer advocates are trying to get the Labor Department to really crack down on some of the bad stuff that is being sold to investors through these plans. And yet the industry, well, of course, as expected, they're pushing back a little bit. Yeah, more than a little bit. I mean, this the big change came back in 2018. Hard to believe it was 2018. When the Department of Labor said you got to live up to the fiduciary standard, and then that got overturned in a court, and it just has sat there. They haven't really moved on this. So they've been kind of waiting around. And I was so excited about that. I really I was back in eighteen. Yeah. I was doing cartwheel. Well, okay, I'm. I've never done cartwheels, but I was throwing confetti in the air or something. <laughs> I don't want to see that. And so, obviously, if they went to this fiduciary standard, which is the highest standard of care, that means the people providing the service have to put the customer's interests ahead of their own you can't really say that when you're selling people into annuities and that kind of, well, as a matter anything, of fact matter, what, but period. it's selling anything but annuities particularly have kind of a double whammy against them as uh non-fiduciary products you really can't sell someone an annuity no you would not be able to do that but it would make a change because advisors insurance brokers would be been a much tougher place as to what they can provide people in uh, retirement plans and i just love i love these quotes absolutely love these quotes when 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 you try to shake this up again um the director of investor protection at the consumer federation of america says retirement savers continue to suffer harm as a result of conflicted advice really 
Yes, we've been saying this for many, many years, that especially people in 403B plans that have some of the worst options and get sold every day into things like annuities, into lousy funds, all kinds of work that that, that is not in near their best interest. And yet it goes on and on and on. And most of the time it's sold to people that don't they're not money oriented people no, so they don't wake up in the morning and far think oh from i got to figure out yeah that's not the middle of their life they don't spend time on these things and they trust someone to give them good advice and the fact is the good stuff in any of these plans all the good stuff is hidden from view to most of you who participate in the plans because the good stuff comes from companies that don't have a commission sales force coming to your place of business, to your school or your business or your hospital, selling you on the plans that they get paid to sell. You don't see Vanguard showing up at a hospital to sign people up for the 403B plan. They don't do it because they charge too little to do that. Yeah, they just can't they can't make it work. And when you hear things like Chantel Sheiks, the vice president of retirement policy at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, who said recently, look, we're good now. We have regulation <laughs> best interests that's being implemented for rollovers. We have state models. The landscape is so different than it once was. No, it's not. No, it's not different. It really isn't. Now, the only thing that is different is people like 403bwise.org. Oh, where we love them. you the advice. They're doing great work there. But we'll talk more about how to avoid these big, big mistakes you see people making in their retirement plan. And good news, while Tom was talking, our phone number returned to 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. Call now. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. That's why I love live radio. Now it keeps you on your toes. You got to keep up with things. You got to fix phone numbers. You got to. You You got echoes. You got phone numbers. You got got no phone numbers. You got everything. Comes at you. And and yet, we soldier on. I'm Don. That's Tom. This is Talking Real Money. Our phone number is 855-935-TALK again. We're so excited to have it back. And uh, Lee, you're on. Thanks for the call. Hey, Lee. Hello. Lee. Hi, Lee. Hi. I just had a question. Uh, I was driving for the first hour of your show, and Tom said something to the effect of something about Vanguard and their target date funds. Yeah, what I said, Lee, was target date funds should only be used in retirement accounts, should not be used in, say, for example, a brokerage account. 
Last uh, year they had a big problem where they remember they 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 had a transfer of money from one fund to another that caused a huge tax hit, which wouldn't have mattered in a qualified account like an IRA or Roth or something like that, but did really hurt people that had money in a brokerage account. So basically at that moment I thought I just wouldn't own a target date fund in a non-qualified type account, period. Yeah, because okay. because they they changed their uh their investment philosophy for the fund and had Correct. to make some wholesale and they had changes. To sell stuff. Yep. And and yep. it and it caused people to get hit with a giant realized capital gain. Uh-huh. Okay, cuz I do have some of my brokerage account in that in addition to having retirement uh money in that. So I'll have to take a look. Yeah, it's not yeah, I mean, a terrible, awful thing. He's just being overly cautious because yeah, you know, when he gets be when else. he gets burned once, you know, he's he's <laughs> He keeps his fingers well, away from true. the stove. He, married another time. Come on. Okay. So what are you saying? But you were young. You were younger then. Now that he's older that and wiser. Young. Okay. You're right. Not that no, young. It just be, it, it, so you, if you're going to make that change, Lee, I would first, of course, have to look at the tax ramification yeah, because, of doing that at all. Right. You wouldn't just run out and sell it. Uh, but if there wasn't a big tax ramification, then I would make that change. And if I was putting money into a brokerage account, it would not be a fund I would buy there at this point. No. Okay, I would, okay, I would, I, I would be a little more, um, I, I'm a little less likely to to run and jump out of it because, again, there's going to be some sort of a tax hit unless you uh, bought it really high right. and it went down, which I doubt. Uh, over any uh, decent period of time, it did go down a little bit last year. Uh, I think. Yeah, but I since you got in, retirement, uh, they had spun off some monies from the investment, but I guess people didn't want to buy that, uh, that the market went down for those shares, and I was upside down like 72 bucks or something for the whole year. Ooh. Yeah, but, but if, you're de- if you're up for the lifetime of the thing, that's when you run into a realized capital gain. Okay. And I would try, I would, because that's the, the exact same thing as the, the fund declaring it. You you get hit yep. with a real Same gain, deal. so just be don't let's not overreact. It's a, not a giant deal. Okay, thank you so okay. much, guys. I always enjoy the show. You're very very welcome. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Uh, I I don't want to. I, I hate anything that feels smacks of knee jerk reaction. You know, oh they did something. Let's yeah. never do that again. Well, no. I what I would suggest. Well. Okay, but if I woke up tomorrow and I had the money and I was going to invest it, I would not invest in one of those target date funds in my taxable account. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do one anyway just because I want to build well, a no, more but diversified I mean, but, okay, portfolio. Yeah, but you could basically get the same thing from the you know balanced index fund, basically. Yeah, or you could get the same thing yeah, from a so, total market and a bond fund and just rebalance. Correct. A little more work, but you could get the same thing. So, yeah. Okay, we were talking about retirement plans in general. Well, we were talking re- about the fact that yeah, the 403Bs oh. are, for the most part, are lousy. They're, they're not good plans. They're high expense. But you know, sold Tom, the, the funny thing is, I have looked at a lot of 403B plans. And when you really dig deep, when, when the participants actually go to their employer and ask for the complete list of eligible ah. investments, you find that the 403B itself is not the culprit. It's... It's the insurance companies and the brokerage firms who are coming in and hard selling the the participants because, as I said, Vanguard and Fidelity are not going to come and say, hey, you should go into our products. 
that doesn't happen. And the high expense products, the aforementioned annuities, etc., are also having appeal to people that are a little more conservative, as people tend to be who are in like teaching and those sort of professions. They're not big risk takers often. And so it sounds good. I put this money in. I get to pay out at the end of my life. It, it, it sounds better. But another thing that comes up as a result of all this is, should I automatically move my money out of a 401k or especially 403b and roll it over to an individual retirement account at retirement? That's the question that comes up a lot, Don. And I see people making big mistakes there on a regular basis. Big mistakes. Right. Again, they're they're cutting off often cutting off their nose to spite their face, or they're getting sold into cutting off their nose to spite Bingo. their yeah. So, but you know, I was reading this article from Bloomberg Law uh, that we're referring to, and uh, there was one gentleman, and I'm trying to find his quote because I really really liked it. Um, what was his name? It was a guy named Pfeiffer or something like that. Yeah, he says, there is so much abuse in this industry that the Department of Labor has to do something about it. Now, listen to this. These relationships are billed as relationships of trust. But what we see over and over again is that you can't always trust the advice you receive. And that's the meat of the problem right there. You can't trust these people. Because they're not required to, in every instance, act as your fiduciary. This whole BI rule is BS. It really is, this reg BI. That was something that the, that the insurance industry and Wall Street said, okay, okay we, we can kind of live with that because nobody's going to understand this form we have to give people anyway. They're not going to know the difference between BI and FI. And, and, and that's why... Really, I, I, I would love to see the regulators come out in your favor on this one because this isn't just a uh, any business. This is a business that can change the future of your life. You know, this is not regulating the sale of a car or a, a, an iPhone. This is your so future. So are you saying throw them out? Don't let throw, insurance throw them companies out. into I'm the saying throw out all, business? Throw, I, I would say, honestly, throw out all of the commission salespeople. Period. 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 Anybody who collects a commission, front, middle, rear, hidden, whatever it is, they should be kicked out of these programs and there should be some sort of an educational process where employers show them all of the options available, explain how ah. they work, that's key. Yeah. And, and, and. You just, but you mentioned it twice, and we need to send people to the website where they can see the options, which is not for every plan, but 403B Wise has many of those plans, correct? 403B Wise has a lot of them. In fact, we just got yeah. an email from them thanking us for mentioning them. Uh, they're just nice, normal people. They're, they're not, yeah, any, they're you know, regular, not trying to help. Yeah. Trying to help. It's and there a, aren't many yep. places that are truly trying to help. But in the interim, you, until the government and, and DOL is the only place we can hope for this to happen, uh, steps up and does something about this, the only one who can protect you is you. You have to be better informed. You have to ask questions 
and find out all of the options. Tom and Don are talking real money. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Our number is back to what it was and always should be. 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. I'm Don McDonald. Tom Cox there. You're there. We'd love to talk with you. We've got lines open for you right now. But we also get questions sent in through our website, TalkingRealMoney.com, on the contact form like this one. Yeah, many times. And actually, this individual wrote me directly because we talked about this question last week about at Bed Bath & Beyond. Many people were in the stable value fund, right? This is a fund. You put the money in, you get your two and a half, three percent a year. You don't worry about it. Right, because it's Until stable value. <laughs> the value yeah, the isn't supposed is, to go up you know, or down at all. Nope. But what happened? Well, when Bed Bath & Beyond went down the drain, apparently they took the stable value fund with them. Because Into the great the, beyond. The insurance come. And that's right. It went right down into the you-know-where because what happened was the insurance company that guaranteed the stable value fund said, wait, as of today, when you're turning all this off, the value of the fund is less. Therefore, everybody's going to get less back. Well, uh, the, the person that wrote me about this, and I won't mention his name because I don't know if he wanted to be mentioned, but said, hey, wait, there's $900 billion. I didn't know it was that much in stable value funds coast to coast. Do you think the U.S. government should would step in and backstop them if there were widespread failures for whatever reason? The answer is no. No, I don't think they would they step don't in. Those. I don't think they should step in. I think that we need to be more honest about the realities of insurance in this country. I think that we are we are fibbing to ourselves and to customers. I think that there are a lot of people who uh, who facilitate this. Yeah, I mean, I heard Wade Fowle the other day at a conference talking about how, well, only a handful of insurance companies have ever had a problem where they, you know, had to, had to, but it's a handful. Who cares? You know, there are, have been insurance companies default and the funds that back them are tiny compared to the federal pools. You mean pools. The, the, the money that's the state set aside pools, to... and it's all state. The problem right. is that the states have stubbornly and not there because of the insurance industry have have managed to keep a stranglehold on the regulation of insurance products when in fact we're a big country now uh <laughs> there there's a lot of money involved in insurance it's not like it used to be you know in the old days you, you bought insurance life insurance and maybe you know fire insurance now you you have all these comp complex convoluted products that state regulators heck the sec can barely understand them they don't get the product they don't know how to regulate no, it oh really the regulators don't have overseeing a clue. it yeah. that's true so okay but back to this question so you put your money in a stable value fund. It is backed by an insurance company. That's correct. That's a risk you're going to have to realize you're taking if you use that product. Because in the same portfolio, you could hold a basically U.S. government bond fund yep. that is backed by the full faith in, of the U.S. government. So, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen here, Terry. And, I, and I'm with Don. I don't think it should. It's a commercial product. And, uh, by the way, just so you know, the only, even the bond funds are not guaranteed 
to have a stable value. This is an advantage the no. stable value funds have created for themselves, the illusion of value stability. You're not going to lose all your money. That's almost impossible. You're not going to lose all your money in a government bond fund. That's impossible. But the value of government bond funds fluctuates, which puts them at an, at an apparent disadvantage to the stable it value does. funds. The, the stable value yep. funds actually look, look safer when it's an illusion. Okay, it works as long as it works, which is my philosophy about everything. It works until it doesn't. And they like don't you and I. they don't warn you when it's going to stop working. Nobody called all the Bed Bath and Beyond employees and said, "Oh, by the way, that stable value fund, if the company goes bankrupt, that could be worth less." No, I guarantee no one ever told them that. Now it could be buried deep in a prospectus Probably document. Is. I mean, I read, Probably in is. fact, this, this last Friday, I read through a prospectus document for an annuity that was over 200 pages long. I heard you talk about that on the podcast Over yesterday. 200 pages of prospectus. What, which page was important? Did you get to the one that mattered? or was it Almost all, all of them were really legalese. important, but nobody's going to ever <laughs> read them because they hide everything in this voluminous document that literally literally no one no one reads it not a not a 200 page prospectus no one you might skim it if you're a really careful person but read it in detail mm -mm, come on i even wonder if the agents know it even though oh i guarantee it. the agents don't know it they don't have time to be reading prospectuses they have sales to make they have quotas to meet they have Lexuses. Right. They have Lexi to pay for. What about the boat? Come on. Well, that's the really top agents. That's the Million Mile Club or whatever they call themselves. Wait, that's the Mile High Club. Yeah, something like I'm not sure. Uh, 855-935-TALK. Call. We've got a line open for you. We'd love to talk with you. Tom and Don are talking real money. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Money can well, be really, really difficult to understand and deal with. And the area in which it is most confusing and convoluted and complicated and just frustrating is the investment world. Because there are a lot of people working against you, really actively trying to do things that aren't good for you, but are darn good for them. Because money is a powerful powerful thing in our lives nothing is more powerful in this world nothing not a thing you gotta have money Leave that one right there there's nothing what can you what can be more powerful than that huh. it's all about money 855-935-TALK t-a-l-k or 8255 is our phone number we do have lines for you but that number also goes to a voicemail system when that works which it did when this person called <laughs> Hi, I'm wondering about 
IRA distributions that are inherited. And if somebody inherits an IRA but doesn't want to take the money but instead allow those distributions or that portion of the inherited IRA go to their children, how does one go about doing that? And is that even a possibility? Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Tom? I, I think I'm pretty uh, sure I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one. I'm, <laughs> oh, well, I'm like a hundred and ten percent sure. I don't sure. think you, I don't think you can do that. I yeah, think you I'm really take it. sure. Yeah. Well, no, you don't yeah. have to take it. You can, well, you can pile it up for ten years. No, no. You can well, let it go for ten years. Yeah. You, well, you can do that yeah. too. But uh, yeah. and I agree. I think that's the real question behind the question is how I how do I move this to somebody who's not going to pay a lot of taxes on it? I, I, I that may be behind it. I'm guessing. I don't know. But you can uh, turn down a bequest, and it would go to the contingent beneficiary. Oh, so okay. if the kids, but you have to do that at the time of the inheritance. Yes, the IRA. when the inheritance. Right, you can't no. do it along the way. Yeah, you can do it after you. When if you don't accept the money anytime up until you take it, you can. Okay. you can say no. I I I don't. I I can't remember what the term is. I disinherit this IRA. Yeah, I I just dis, disavow this IRA. I don't know whatever the term is, and then it would go to the contingent beneficiary. So what this person could do, if the person who is bequeathing it to them is still alive, they could just say name kids as contingent beneficiaries because there is an advantage in doing that, particularly the younger they are, because you add when they're younger, they don't have the ten years yet. It's over their life expectancy until they reach the age of majority, and then it's the 10 years. So if you have ah, a 10-year-old okay. kid, it can be 18 years that that's spread out. Spreads it out more. Spreads it out more. Yeah. So Okay, but we should say what the rule is just so people know. If, if you inherit an IRA, well, if, you're, if it's a spousal inheritance, you can, yeah, if you, can, you can just add it to your IRA. Right. If it was your spouse who passed away. If it's not, then you have 10 years to withdraw that money and pay tax on it. You could do it all in the 10th year, for example. Mm-hmm. You could do it in a year where you have a low amount of income. You can kind of game it. You mean but you tax planning? 10 years. Oh, yeah, Ooh, there's that. What a concept. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway. But, but no, what, you, what the caller is talking about is a way to, as you say, perhaps avoid the taxes. Give it yeah, to somebody else. But you can't take it and then give it to the kids without paying the taxes. So let's say it's $100,000 and you're in a 20% bracket and you want to take the 100000 and you want to give 100000 to the kids so that they don't have to pay any taxes on it because you're gifting it to them. No, you have to pay the 20000 You can only give the kids eighty. You know, and this comes up sometimes in planning. People say, well, I really want to move all my money from pre-tax like IRAs to post-tax Roth IRAs mm-hmm. so that my children don't have to pay taxes. And mm-hmm. I think... Yeah, okay. I mean, I guess if I've told my children this is many times. If I leave anything and you got to pay taxes on it, get over it. That's mm-hmm. my personal take. Like, Bear in mind, free money. if you got free yeah. money, mm-hmm. then there's money enough yeah. in the free money to pay the taxes that you yeah. owe. And you'll exactly. still have money left over. <laughs> Shocking. It's not like there's a 100% tax rate. Yeah. And that's the way, when it comes to taxes, we emotionally act like it's a 100% rate. Like, I'm not all giving the government all my money. No, you're giving them a portion of your money, and 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 one of the, and this is a financial thing that really bothers the heck out of me. We don't mind taking the services of the government, but we don't want to pay anything for them. 
Oh, you know, at least you get rid of that gasoline tax. Oh, do you like a road without potholes? Do you prefer South Carolina roads? Oh, we make fun Are of South Carolina. Oh, my gosh. South Carolina, until recently, didn't have a gas tax, or it was very small. And you would drive from Georgia. In Georgia, I-95, six lanes, smooth as glass, lovely highway, nice straight bridges. You'd get to South Carolina, and it was like falling off the edge of the earth. There be monsters. Really? The, it went from, <laughs> from six to four lanes, full of holes and potholes. But now they have a gas tax, so... Their gas is more expensive, but they're fixing their roads. you got to pay for this stuff. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. Your guides to a really great financial future. Don are talking real money. As the music plays again. Hello, music. I like it so much, i play it twice. <laughs> Hello, music. Oh. Stop playing music. Live. This is live radio that becomes a podcast. Mm. Live radio. Apparently so. Live. 855-935-TALK. Call us. We'd love to talk with you. We, we truly actually would. Uh, John, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. John's not there. John left. Oh, he no. came. He left. John's gone. All right, John, call us back. In the meantime, uh, <laughs> then I'll go to this guy. Hi, my name is oh, Barb. Oh, this gal. Um, the reason I'm calling is I, we have investments with Fidelity and also with T. Rowe Price. Fidelity is pretty well diversified. T. Rowe Price is diversified only in the stock market. It's mutual funds based on solely on the stock market. Uh, my husband, uh, I've had to place him in memory care, and we only have so much money for the spend down, and then we'll have to go on to Medicaid. Uh, but I'm wondering if I need to move my T. Rowe Price into Fidelity and let them manage it for me, or can I just use, depend on them as my financial planner, I guess is my bottom line question. Um, we have like 200000 in each one of them. And um, I'm nervous about the T. Rowe price because it's all in stocks, and I'm not quite sure what I need to do. So if you could answer that question for me, I would appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, she's got an eminent spend down. I mean, she's yeah, going to need that sorry money. Sorry to hear that about your Yeah, I am spouse. too. I, I That's truly harsh. am. Don's going through this in his house. Just, uh, I mean, just this put is... my mom in, the same thing. 
Yeah, this is hard. But okay, but you're exactly right, Barb. That money should be managed conservatively yes, because if you're spending it, it should not be probably if you're going if there's a chance you're going to use it within five years. I don't know if I'd have almost anything in stocks if at all. Very very small. And the fact that it's all in stocks, no, that's no, it scares the living daylights again, out of me. Yeah, if if it's it should be in one place, it should be managed properly for your situation. Your I, I almost is think this is the that she's the perfect candidate for a CD ladder with four hundred thousand yeah, dollars. So. Yeah. you know, I mean, really, plus a, you can get five percent for yeah, five a, a five year CD deal. ladder would be yeah. just about perfect because that's the rate at which she's probably going to spend that down. If he stays in in yeah. memory care for the full five years, and then then as she said, it's off to Medicaid land. Um, yeah, no, I think I, so. Something like that, equivalent thereof, would be exactly right. No risk or very, very, very little. Yeah, and and Fidelity does offer that kind of a service. But I would sure. ask them. Yep. I really would, in your situation, ask that it be very conservative. I I, I would not. Um, I don't think I'd have a penny in the stock market. Yeah, really, I I don't think I would in that period of time. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just too short. Too short. This comes up, and by the way, this is, I think, the start of the show with the, you know, I have the 200000 what should I do? This is always, the answer always is it depends. So in this case, you can clearly say, this is money you may need in the next three to five years. It should not be exposed to stocks. Conversely, if it's money that you're not going to need for the next five or ten years and you want it to grow, then some part of it should be in stocks. But this is, we all get confused about this because people have a tendency to look at the situation today. Again, where we start, you've got some potential government shutdown. You've got interest rates have well, gone you up just a lot. Have, you know, all these things you, people no, think you, you got to do something You just about. have a market that, that can and will at some point in the future go not just down, but at some point it's going to go lot. way down. The yep. problem is we don't know when that's going to occur. So you can't invest as if, well, I'll just get out when it goes down, which is what most people say. Well, yep. yeah, I'll be in the stock market until it goes down. And then once it goes down, I'll get yeah, out. I'm and, done. And then I'll wait yeah. to get back in again until it starts going up again. It, it sounds good yeah. in theory. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work in practice. And if you well, think, we know it doesn't work. If you, well, if you think about it logically for about 30 seconds, you realize it can't possibly work. Even though we sometimes look at the market and go, oh, I knew it was going to go down. No, you didn't. You thought it might, and it did. So now you attribute to yourself greater a greater intellectual powers yeah. of, of uh, prognostic or not prognostication. Yeah, prognostication. Well, but yeah, and but that's the people think that's what investing is. That it is being able to portend what comes next. So I'm been, I'm doing this. This is for this reason, rather than having the right asset allocation, the right mix kind of for all seasons, if you will, because all those seasons are going to come. We just don't know when they will. And we do know when your situation may require the money. That's the important part. And uh, the other thing I would I would be a little bit careful about because of the, the limited term and the limited purpose of this money. In in this case, I don't know if if I would pay one of their advisors even yeah, to advise to on yeah. it. I I mean because mm. they do charge a fee, and I'm looking. Fidelity does do the same thing as Schwab with uh, with a ladder building tool that yep. they have. They call it uh, model CD ladders, 
And uh, you can even call and talk to somebody about the model CD ladder. And I'm looking at their five-year CD ladder. It's almost identical to the one I made for myself with a, a, an annual percentage rate over the five years, an average of 5.12%. Which so, is great. Which is great yeah. on $400,000. Yeah. I mean, on $400,000, sure. uh, you, you extend the life of that money pretty significantly with 5% a year because for fi over five years, you're probably, what are you looking at in total? Probably a 20% increase in the value. Uh, if, Which would you be spending it down, yeah. So, as you said, maybe even another year in many ways. Yeah, I, I absolutely would uh, would go super safe. Get it out of that TD thing because we've already had a mar a month of the market, as we mentioned in the first hour. Might of be another one in October. Podcast. Who knows? We had another bad month. We don't know when these things are going to happen. Ooh, look at this—a four-year CD ladder. Wow, how much? Four-year CD ladder at five point four seven. Wow. I mean, you're looking at the uh, money years. market at five. Yeah. You're looking at, uh, you know what I mean? There's all kinds of ways to make And again, the money. lovely thing about a ladder is that it takes all of that guesswork out of the process. Yes, you could put it in a money market and get almost the same amount of money. But if interest rates were to go down in the next four or five years, your rate on the money market will immediately fall to whatever that yep. prevailing rate is. So Good your point. rate is not yep. locked in. If rates go up, yes, the money market rises. But with your CDs, with your CD ladder, if rates go down, well, that's all right. You've still got four years and a five-year ladder at reasonably high rates locked in. And, you know, then if they stay down, you've still got three years at a reasonable rate or 60% of your portfolio. So... Uh, and some like of it's it. coming up as as the as the CDs pay off as they mature. You're collecting the money that you could use to pay the bills. Yep, I love that. Yep, 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 yep. Good stuff. Yeah, good luck. Uh, uh, it's getting yeah, old. Hard road. Getting old is tough, man. Yeah, Look at us. I, <laughs> I try not to actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, the good news is I can only actually see. Oh, no, I do see me in the corner there, so oh, I did not look <laughs> in that corner. Sorry about that, as small as it may be. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, you can uh, ask questions uh, anytime at TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form, so do it. Tom and Don are talking real money. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And, you know, there are times when you could really stand to spend a little time with a fiduciary advisor just to kind of figure out where you are right now and where you might be in the future and yet you don't really want to hire one i get it a lot of people don't need them a lot a lot of people do don't know they need one but a lot of people don't and if you want help from a true fiduciary advisor you can spend some time with tom or any of uh, any of uh, pella's other great advisors and honestly, you can do it for free. Yeah. No, really free. We don't charge anything. Well, we charge if you become a client. Well, 
you know, because that's like a job. Uh, but we help everybody because we think everybody deserves help. It's sort of a pro bono deal. All you have to do to set up an appointment is so easy. You just go to TalkingRealMoney.com. You click on the Meet and Advisor button. So go to TalkingRealMoney.com now. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.